0: Hello, hello hello dear spin sisters i'm calamity jane
1: and i'm roxy
0: on today's episode we're going to be talking about are you a lucy or are you an ethel and in case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about we will go into detail about the i love lucy show yay
1: <laughs> You know what, Calamity, I am going to start every time we're talking with our dear spin sisters. Mm-hmm. Let's just really quickly, what are you grateful for? Because I find in my life when I really start every day with gratitude, I just am a little bit happier. So, what are you grateful for?
0: I absolutely agree with that. That, you, and it's intentional. So you have to think about it, right? Yeah. You don't, you can't just start your day and not be thinking what What are all the things that I have to be grateful for? Right. So today, I am thinking that my I am very grateful for. Friends that stand the test of time because true friends, sisterhood, you don't just find those people and they go, you know, it's a month or a year you're working with them. They're gone. It's those, yeah, they're not the tribe. It's those women who know your true colors, all of it, all of it, you know, them, you can challenge them with things they can challenge you and so i'm just grateful for friends which really leads into our talk today about are you a lucy or an ethel lucy and ethel were really good friends right best friends one was older than the other but it didn't matter because they both taught each other things so we'll go into more detail about that but i'm going to tell everybody not to be Afraid, but we are going to talk about psychology a little oh. bit.
1: <laughs> Liberty, <laughs> yeah. don't, you're, don't kill me now. Let's go. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, all right. A little yeah. psychology. It's
0: not going to be a snoozer, and it's not also not going to be your psychology class from college. We're not so, going to
1: analyze everyone. No,
0: no, but we do want to talk about Carl Jung, who was a famous psychiatrist out of Sweden, who really challenged Freud to say mm-hmm. that our personality types are more hardwired
1: than we ever thought.
0: Than we ever thought, and that it wasn't psychoanalytical. It was more analytical,
1: right? It's kind of like what you came into this world, right? With. How are you hardwired, right?
0: And that was a big challenge. He, you know, he was born towards the end of the 19th century, yeah, and lived to be
1: 1961. Yeah, 1960. It was 1961, yeah. yeah.
0: So a lot of time around challenging Freud, a lot of studies, and then Myers Briggs were two women who then took his analytic data and started studying and actually trying to poke holes in. It. Oh. To say that when, you know, people are born a certain way and it does that hold out to be true. And I recently took that test okay. and it's pretty interesting that my personality type held true for a long time. Yeah. You can change your behaviors. Sure. And you I think it's
1: hard to do though. Right. Really true right. behavior. Changes. Yeah.
0: You have to fight against it. For yeah. example, I'm pretty shy and introverted, but I had to learn how to speak in front of people.
1: And now you are here on the show.
0: And now we're on the show together. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So we are going to go ahead and talk about Myers-Briggs personalities. Why Lucy and Ethel? Yeah. Why Introvert, we...
1: extrovert. Right. Like, where did these personalities come from? Right.
0: Let's go back in case you have not been one of the 40 million people <laughs> <laughs> who have watched several of the sitcom episodes right. of I Love Lucy. There were these two women. They
1: were married. Walk us through your, yeah. your, your gosh, show. Yeah. It's such a I Love Lucy. Oh, my gosh. It's iconic. Did you know, actually... It started out in 1951, and it ended in 1957, which was a very short period of time for the original shows mm-hmm. before, I guess, it became, what, syndicated. Right. Lucy, Lucille Ball, married to Ricky Ricardo, and they had little Ricky in their apartment complex, and the next door neighbors was Fred and Ethel Murph, <laughs> and they were the landlords to, mm-hmm. this, to this apartment mm-hmm. complex. And so it was in the 1950s when we was post-World War II, war was over. A lot of Americans wished that, can we just settle down and be happy, happy, whatever happy is, and peace and calm, whatever, whatever. And then this show hits the air, and there was a lot of things about it that Mm -hmm. they were trying to restrict themselves. Well,
0: TV was pretty new in general. Right.
1: right? But these women kind of busted a little bit. (laughs) But when you think about when they were... Were somewhat restrictive. Mm-hmm. What did you think when you saw the twin beds in their <laughs> bedroom, and yet there's little Ricky Ricardo running around?
0: Right. Well, I was I, I always thought that that was I, I'm kind of ignorant that way where I trust everything that I hear and say and Aww. You know. And so I thought that was real. She sure, had twin beds. Yeah, that couples didn't sleep in the same bed. Right. There are so many shows that you know show twin beds and stuff. That was
1: the time. The A little 1960s. too risky
0: to climb into the same bed.
1: Right. But yet there's these two wonderful women for that time frame. I mean, I remember when Lucy started rocking their trousers, <laughs> right? Ethel might have always had the, right. the dress on. But they were starting to push the stereotypes, yeah. I think. Yeah. And a lot of crazy behavior. That's
0: right. Well, a lot of the scenes started out in their homes. They were cleaning. They had their aprons on, their dresses, their high heels. Mm-hmm. They were all done up.
1: Everyone dressed. Had their hair
0: done. For every day. Yeah, for every day. And so that was sort of that maybe stereotype of the 1950s woman. And man. Um, that's and right. Man. So we chose I Love Lucy and Ethel and Lucy as, you know, tried and true friends that got themselves into trouble often. Mm-hmm. We chose them as the comparison of personality types. Right. Tell us a little bit about what Lucy's personality style is.
1: Well, Lucy, in my opinion, you know, looking back at it, she was the harebrained schemer. She was the dreamer that actually took it to action. She was the one that wanted to live the bigger life and think about the 1950s. And in particular, she wanted to be a star. She <laughs> Because Ricky had his show, and she was always trying to get on. His show, But I think what Lucy was really craving was a bigger life mm-hmm. than she was leading. Mm-hmm. So I think Lucy had that, if you want to go with introvert, extrovert, hard I think she had a more extroverted personality on the show. Mm-hmm. What did you think I represented? represent? And then I'd like to hear about what do you think, who are you?
0: Right. She was very energetic, full mm-hmm. of life, uh, always getting herself into Kooky. trouble. She didn't actually wither when she got into trouble. Oh, no. no. She was just constantly challenging her husband and and wanting to be her independent self, which I loved. And I think at even the ages that we used to watch that show, it was really fun for us as young women. Back in the 50s, there might have been these women that were that strong and independent. Ethel, to me, was the businesswoman. She was the sound mind, Mm quiet, calm, Voice voice of reason, but also a real loyal friend because I think she could see to the end of every situation that Lucy would get her into yeah. and she knew where they were headed but she would do it anyway
1: because Lucy's fun yeah
0: Lucy's fun well, why she not knew she was gonna yeah. have a heck of a ride yeah. why not have a little fun yeah while you're in the midst yeah.
1: of all this 1950s whatever
0: Lucy Ethel are you listeners a Lucy and Ethel think
1: about that while we we go on hey you know I just thought yeah. of something because mm-hmm. you always know, just say our brains get old and you forget stuff mm-hmm. when we think back of ourselves mm-hmm. yep and our early, said so listener, think of this also for you, if you want to, like when you were first, you know, your first positive childhood memory, which can be a, can maybe tell you a lot about mm-hmm. how you are hardwired, of what did your personality want to do? Right. right? So, we so we're challenging,
0: yeah, we're challenging Carl Jungman, if it's true that he believes that you're hardwired at birth. Yes, you so it's that, that, it's that nature thing. Right. It's scientific, doesn't have anything to do with... Psychoanalyzing or yourself, environment. or environment, or environment—you're truly hardwired that way. We challenged ourselves to think back to the earliest childhood, that really good positive. memory yeah. of, of where we kind of thought we were at ourselves. Right. We were hanging out or doing whatever we wanted to do, and we were ourselves. So when I think about earliest childhood memory, introvert, extrovert, Carl Jung—you're hardwired. Does anything to do with your family, Lucy Ethel? Lucy Ethel. I—I I remember we had moved to a different town. Closer to my grandparents, we started a restaurant, or we were running the restaurant for our grandparents.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was
0: really fun. Every Sunday after church, we would go and have Sundays at, the, at the restaurant. I always remember that as a favorite Sunday memory. The earliest memory I can think of is we had already moved, and maybe that's why it triggers memories, right? A change in the life. Big thing. Yeah, and so I was probably about five. I had not started. Ki- I was getting ready to start kindergarten. Yeah. I remember us having a little playhouse, really tiny now, but I used to think it was gigantic, like a real was, live yeah, well, one, like yeah. a
1: dollhouse. No, like house. a
0: yeah, real live. I had a little stove, you I had, had yeah, that? little bed. Everything was all set up. But I remember clearly always being alone in there, sweeping, cleaning, <laughs> <laughs> organizing things, wiping down the little counter and the and stove. Were you happy doing that? I. I just remember being really content, oh. and I and I and the hours fly by, right? So when you're doing something that you love, you love, you're at the hours fly by. So I never wanted to go in for dinner. I never wanted, just wanted to be in that little house. So that's my earliest memory. What about you, Roxy? That's
1: adorable. When I think back on my positive first memories, I can remember I was also about five. Isn't that interesting? It's <laughs> about five. Two of them that it's maybe they're different. Maybe I'm a combo, Lucy Ethel. But I remember one of them. That I loved to go outside in the summertime and make mud pies <laughs> like I was a baker. And i picked pick the berries off whatever that little bush was in the front of the house and put them there. Did you ever eat them? No, because my mom told me it was poisonous. So oh. I it. I know. I probably shouldn't have been playing with them. But, I mean, I remember that. And I, I remember feeling a sense of contentment. I also remember my brother and sister who were older mm. and the gang in, the, in our little neighborhood. They didn't really want me to play anyways. They all were really athletic. They played Sandlot baseball. They didn't pretty much include me. And I don't mean like as a wham, so I don't know if it was, I just got used to that. Right. But I also remember one time it was Christmas Eve and my sister and I shared a bed together. She's four years older than me. And I remember I couldn't sleep. It's Christmas Eve. And i waking up somehow and I'm looking at the sky and I saw Santa. <laughs> I did. I saw Santa and Rudolph with the nose. And so I woke my sister up saying, you know, oh my gosh, Santa's here. I want to go downstairs and look at the gifts. And she said, you're not supposed to. Mom and dad said, you're probably well, high
0: on candy that night. Well, I
1: don't know, <laughs> but I snuck downstairs. Uh-huh. And so there is a part of me, I believe, that's always been curious, boundary pushing. If I'm left to my own, A little bit of a rascal. So I think more Lucy. More Lucy. But I did like doing those mud
0: pies. We'll talk about our favorite episode, but there were lots of creativity, creative scenes in the movies or the shows. All right. Well, I think when I remember back, I was more of an Ethel for sure when I was really young because I wanted everything controlled and the house had to be tidy. I was Mm -hmm. careful. I don't think that I was much of a risk taker when I was really young.
1: You were the voice of reason. Yeah. Steady Eddie. Yeah
0: introverted we didn't talk about that so much we didn't
1: really know that word right? right it's just like how you were and whether or not
0: that's you know introversion versus versus extroversion whether that's a dirty word it seems like people would prefer to be an extrovert
1: <sighs> you know there's a part of me too that honestly calamity when I took that Myers-Briggs I tested out as introvert mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. and then people that knew me and My sales career, they were like, no way, you cheated, whatever. And I went, wait a minute, it's about how you gain your energy. That's right. What um, gives you the mojo, the juice, Mm -hmm. and what that does for me. Is quiet time. Mm -hmm. I need my maybe that's where the bakery part (laughs) began. I need my quiet time. I need my solitude. I need to be able to unplug before I can go out again and have Lucy fun.
0: Right. So people being around people having fun, the fun that you like, little bits of time, little bits of time to go. And that's me too. So I need my fill up time, which is all by myself,
1: quiet. So um, so we got the Lucy and Ethel. (laughs) We figured out, you know, Lucy Ethel, who are we? We asked the viewers or listeners again. Who do you think you are? But let's roll into the all-time iconic, in my opinion, our opinion favorite, Lucy and Ethel episode.
0: Yeah, and actually it ends up being, you know, it ended up being the favorite episode of Of all all times for everyone. And there are something like 40 million viewers still to this day. So the shows are still playing. It's iconic. It's a great, really funny sitcom.
1: Do you remember actually what it was called? We think of it as the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, that's right. But it was actually called Job Switching because what they were, what the theme of that particular Chocolate Factory episode, Fred and Ricky thought housewifery was really easy.
0: Yeah, they were complaining about how much money, money. the housewives were spending. The, they oh, hard, their hard-earned, hard-earned money. Yeah. And yeah. all they're
1: doing at this home is yeah. eating bonbons or whatever. Right. So they were like, Lucy and Ethel, it's so easy. What yeah. you do? You just run the household. You spend our but money. But it's hard. Our hard-earned money. Yeah. And they're like, really? You think it's right. really that easy? It's your job. It. You just go to work. You look all great. You sing a couple songs or you fix, <laughs> Fred, fix a pipe in the apartment building. So they switched Jobs. Yeah, there was so a challenge. So that takes us, Lucy and Ethel, who are put into this chocolate factory, and they have actually failed, like, two different stations already. Because what <laughs> yeah. was Ethel doing with the candy before Yeah, well, so they both
0: were fired. They were both moved on to the line. The last station. The last station. And Lucy asked Ethel, what did she do to get demoted? Yeah. And she said, well, you know, I was filling the boxes, and I had to stick my finger in everyone and find out what kind of chocolate it was. And maybe eat it. And maybe eat it, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ethel's quite the eater. <laughs> Really <laughs> so they're on the line together and this what's their job
1: well they're spot they're on the assembly line mm-hmm. right side by side they got these doofy hats on and these little like, and it's their last Betty crocker like yeah. like little suits on yeah. if they fail this the drill sergeant's going to come in and say you're fired and she made it very clear to them you fail this you're yeah this fired. is it this is it so she was like, "Roll it, <laughs> the, the the drill sergeant." And so they were like getting a little cocky, like, "This is so easy. I'm gonna pick up the chocolate. I'm gonna wrap. I'm gonna put it back on the conveyor belt. Because if one of those chocolates was not wrapped, you're out. They're out." So it started slow, but then what happened, Clementy?
0: <laughs> so they were wrapping pretty fast. Cool. They're like, oh, this is easy. Oh, really fun, easy. And then the conveyor belt speeds up and we see it on the camera because the chocolates are starting to move faster and they're, they're having a harder time keeping up. And so they start to move them aside. They throw a bunch in their mouths they're trying their to chew blouses. really hard down their blouses up there uh, in, in their hats and so then it stops and so they know somebody's coming the mean sergeant drill sergeant comes back out and says wow you guys are doing
1: great because there's no candies, no Mind candies you, the right? candies are in their hat yeah. their blouse their <laughs> mouth they look like yeah tumor.
0: so then they speed up the conveyor belt right. and they're they're toast doomed and, from yeah, there.
1: But what did they find out when they went home after feeling like they failed (laughs) the work? Ricky was
0: all ready to go back to work.
1: And Fred, because they were burning the shirts, Ironing the dinner was horrible. But we always remember it as, (laughs) or at least I do, as the chocolate. I didn't really know it was about the job switching. Mm -hmm. Chocolate factory assembly line.
0: That was a fun episode, and it really... To this day, it's just about friends, you know, friends, friends personalities, different personalities, getting each other into trouble, uh-huh. standing out beside it? you, yeah. yeah. And So that's that's really what we want to talk about: introvert, extrovert, hardwired. Lucy, Lucy Ethel, Ethel, favorite episode. Now what?
1: Dear, well, I think that we might need to take it to my my own personal <laughs> Lucy moment, perhaps. right a recent recent Lucy moment. because as we've said in other of our first two episodes, we both have created new opportunities for us with. Right work and creativity, leaving corporate America, whatever. So I, believe it or not, am currently a lunch lady. (laughs) Actually, the title is officially a kitchen manager. Mm. I'm supposed to feed the kids in elementary school their breakfast and lunch, Mm. but they call me lunch lady. In the midst of this whole COVID pandemic, we have switched things around a bit and feeding the kids of our very large district because they can't come into every school. Mm -hmm. So you could, as a lunch lady, you could either go on the bus route to hand out the sack lunches Mm -hmm. to the designated bus stops, or go to school sites and do that, or be put in the central kitchen. So I was first put in the central kitchen, (laughs) and what that means is, I mean, these people work really hard, Calamity. They do this every day, the assembly line. this case, we were supposed to be building the sack lunches. The person that was in charge, by nature, she has a good heart, but she kind of reminded me of the drill (laughs) sergeant with uh, the Lucy Show, that she first put me on the assembly line. I've never done assembly line work. So I got my gloves. I got my mask. And I'm supposed to put the cheese, processed cheese. It's all stuck together. Yeah, you can't those really little see wax yeah. yeah, Onto the sandwich that's going by for mm-hmm. something else to do something else. Put the bread on. I don't have my readers on. I can't see. I'm only supposed to put, I think it was like two pieces of cheese on it. So I'm barely trying to do that. And I get the tap, tap from the (laughs) drill sergeant, basically. She hardly says anything. She just says, move. I'm kind of laughing. Oh my God, you guys, I feel cheese. I feel like Lucy. Oh my God, I've been moved (laughs) to another station. One person kind of smirked at me, yeah. but the rest of them were, and all fairness to them, this is their everyday job. Right. They are kind of going, what are you doing trying to bust chops here? I wasn't trying to be rude. I just couldn't get the right amount of right. cheese. Right. So she moved me to another station where I was supposed to put the deli meat on the cheese and then somebody else, the bread, whatever. I struggled with that too. <laughs> and I was trying to grab the right amount of deli meat, and the sergeant came over to me again. I was like, oh, no, 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 you are not moving me. I can do this. Give me a chance. And I'm also snickering. Yeah. And, and
0: talking too much.
1: And I also got moved to another station where she <laughs> she told me I was talking too much. Mm. And so perhaps I'm more Lucy than I think because then I just beg to be put on the bus route where I can go talk right. to people and hand out sandwiches. But it's
0: interesting when you think about personality traits again. No matter where you are, it seems like you try to have fun. I. Th- do. And you kind of tried to laugh it off, but you were trying to learn a new skill. Yeah,
1: but I was—I could find the humor yeah, I
0: find the it. humor in it, laugh it off, laugh. And at I yourself. was trying my best. I yeah. wasn't
1: trying to be disrespectful. Yeah.
0: So I think about how I would react in that kind of situation. What if you got
1: the tap tap?
0: Oh, I would have been so humiliated, really, because um, I, I think that deep down I am a perfectionist, or I think that you know you're on display at all times. I would have been humiliated, really upset that other women were better at something than I was.
1: Would you have left the cheese? I would she have,
0: said- I probably would have started crying, <laughs> to be honest. I would have just, instead of laughing my, at I'm myself, you or,
1: because I, yeah. I would have been like, okay, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> you know, it's all like everything is life and death, oh, okay. these jobs, and that's uh, something that I've had to learn, Okay, you know, to start okay. letting go of stuff, because a lot of stuff should just roll off your back.
1: I'm, I'm hoping so, especially your yeah. age. So, but yeah, that was my own Lucy moment. I mean, I just kept thinking of that that iconic episode, and then kind of how this rolled into what we're doing right. today of Lucy or Ethel, Ethel, and your how were you hardwired, and, mm-hmm. and so
0: here we are. As hard as you can try to be somebody you're not, or to you know stretch yourself, there is that deep down trait. I, I think. think of who, yeah, who of we who really want to be, who
1: we really are. Yes, not who, who we really be. are.
0: And so on our next episode, we're going to kind of build on this. In, mm-hmm. And we promise we're not going to spend a lot of time with childhood. Yeah. But we do believe that it has a point to the women that we become and the, the mothers that we are and how we raise our the children. The friends that we are. The friends that we are. Everything,
1: the, yeah. the worker bees or whatever right. we are, that the nature yeah. versus nurture. Right. And so God, next episode will be
0: more nurture. You know, what do you do given your personality? What do you do to cope and to manage a family that may not be like you?
1: Right, like if you get the tap tap yeah. on the cheese line, <laughs> right. do you cry or do you just start laughing?
0: Right, there's very different. Both so that'll be a could lot be of fun. Coping that's right. I think that that's very true because I we'll talk about our own families and our own stories later, but that's uh, that will be the next episode. Yeah. where We'll build on the nurture idea, and with that, we're going to wrap it of, up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. How do they join us,
1: calamity? What, how do they if they want to like? So, as a
0: reminder, we we join Facebook. We have a group, oh, dear, dear. spin sisters. <laughs> yes, Roxy's getting used to Facebook, but we have a joint Facebook group oh, that dear is open, spin sisters, mm-hmm, yep. that all of you can join on Sundays. We'll be there interacting um, asking questions we will repeat some of our episode so that some of you who are not podcast listeners and like video or like facebook yeah will can be on and or can interact okay. yeah because we're and curious about your yeah. earliest childhood memory and your way of coping and also are you a lucy or an, an Ethel? true to your core true to your core one? yeah way back when so remember that childhood memory and what you were doing and how you were functioning we're going to end with a quote from Carl Jung. I am not what's happened to me. I am what I choose to become. I thought that was kind of fascinating that he made that quote, given that he believes, you know, that you are who you are. Isn't and, that interesting? And that it doesn't have to do with the nurture part, that you can choose knowing the nurture part. You can choose to be whoever you want to right, be.
1: Right, even though probably there's an essence of who you are, but it yeah. doesn't limit you. Right, doesn't so limit I think you to be. that was a great...
0: We are going to end every episode with our affirmation, yeah. our motto. Our motto. <laughs> and it starts with go with the flow
1: while doing your best.
0: Change what you
1: can and let go of the rest.
0: That's the hard part for me, letting oh, go.
1: Oh, the whole yeah. thing's hard. Yeah. I'm Calamity Jane. And I'm Roxy. Peace out. out.